0: Yeah, I didn't know that was called a pony door.
1: I didn't either. I've never heard that before.
0: It's so that a pony can visit you.
1: (laughs) Hello, welcome to Guide to the Unknown. I'm Kristen.
0: And I'm her little brother, William.
1: And before we get into the main show, which is going to be listener stories, we want to let you know that the call is still open for you to send in not only listener stories, But what we're really looking for with immediacy.
0: Yeah, we want to do this next week. Mm
1: -hmm. We would like listener questions. So those can be questions that have to do with any kinds of topics that we cover on the show. Or they can just be like life questions. It doesn't matter. We're all for all of it. We'd also like to hear your horror hot takes. So your unpopular opinion on horror movies. And again, any topic that's guides the unknowny. And horror hypotheticals. So you putting forth a scenario to me and Will and being like, what would you do?
0: Yeah, what do you do if uh, vampires uh, rule the night? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? Things like that. I mean, (laughs) we know they already do, but hit us with those gttupod at Mm gmail.com. Stories, questions, hot takes, and hypotheticals. Yeah but we're gonna start with the first one there, That's stories.
1: Right. Yep, let's dive right in, Will.
0: Should I start with a personal family story? Absolutely. Before we get into the listener stories. Yeah. So I, the first thing that happened to me upon waking up this morning, <laughs> the, the day started with a scary story this yeah. morning. Um, it, the day came. I said this on some show recently. I don't remember what show it was, but mm-hmm. I said that someday, we're gonna get up in the morning and baby Zoe is gonna tell us about a nightmare. Right. That she had and I'm not going to be very happy about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it was a nightmare, but I don't really understand what Zoe was saying when we went into her room.
1: She clearly recovered because I can hear her cracking up upstairs. Ally yeah. must be like.
0: She's playing with Al right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this morning, the second that I went into Zoe's room and I said like, good morning, Zoe. She goes, I saw a shadow. what so here's here's what she explained to me bit by bit she's she's almost three you know so she says she saw a shadow at the window and then later she explains a bit more a spider shadow it was awfully spooky and quiet i love the awfully in that awfully spooky and quiet (laughs) yeah and so we Just sort of like, I was like, oh, that's okay. Shadows are everywhere, there's shadows in everything. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to explain to her that it's nothing to be worried about. I hope you weren't scared. She wasn't acting scared, it was like her just yeah. being like, I saw a shadow it was at the window, but she wouldn't stop repeating it. So yeah. it clearly made an impression, whatever she thought she saw, right? Um, and then uh, took her to school. Who knows what happens at school mm-hmm. when she comes home? Allie brought her home, and it's dark out because it's getting dark so early. And I opened the front door for you to eventually come in. Yeah. Just leaving the front door open, the glass like screen door is closed. Mm -hmm. And Zoe goes, don't go out there. There are shadows out there. Oh. And I went, oh, honey, honey, I'm just opening the door for Aunt Chrissy. And it's okay. Their shadows can't hurt you. They're just shadows. Everything casts a shadow. And she goes, but if you go outside and we go outside and it's dark and there are shadows, the shadows can get you. She said to me, and I was like, no, 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 no. it's okay and then i started taking uh uh my phone's flashlight and shining light to show her that my hand can cast a shadow her toys can cast shadows her elsa toy can make a shadow shadows are not something to worry about yeah yeah she kept talking about the spider shadow and then i decided to ask her again and she i went what was this shadow of and she goes of a girl Oh. <laughs> that was all of a sudden new. Hadn't hadn't been part of the conversation at all all day. No. But then through showing her the shadow stuff, it seemed like it was okay. And then you were even playing with her before we started recording. hmm And she said something to the effect of Dada showed me that shadows are okay. Oh, I didn't She said something like that and yeah. I was like cha-ching like did i help to and i don't know if it'll be long lasting or anything but i was like yeah something that i said made an impression or i was talking
1: to Allie or something
0: when she said that yeah she she clearly seemed to
1: yeah maybe maybe you assuaged her fears maybe
0: but um uh i will uh say i don't know if i ever said it on the show so i'm just gonna go ahead Mm -hmm. uh because zoe talks about spiders a lot oh okay she doesn't like spiders she's afraid of spiders i don't know how often she's seen a real spider right but there, sometimes she's got like a book and the book has a spider in it or something. she like, that's Sari. Yeah, yeah. That is a Sari spider. Yeah. And she told us one day that there was a kid in her daycare class who was mm-hmm. misbehaving. He wasn't being a good listener, as yeah. we always say. And she says the teacher uh, said that if he doesn't start listening, she's going to have to call Mr. Spider.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> What? Who's Mr. Spider? Who's
0: Mr. Spider? And why is this some sort of acceptable punishment for your teachers to be dangling in front of the kids? Hey, if you don't get in line... I'm going to call Mr. Spider. I'm going to call Mr. Spider. And we all know what that means. Dangling. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to have to meet with Mr. Spider. What are the consequences of this? She also
1: said one time about this (laughs) same (laughs) kid not listening. Um, I was on the phone with you and her and she said that he wasn't listening. So the teacher called the police. Yes.
0: (laughs) A <laughs> teacher didn't know what to do. Yeah, what a panic! This this two and a half year I old know. isn't listening, so I'm going to call nine one one. So, <laughs> so funny. funny, I know. But Mister Spider, the yeah, shadow got a spider thing, going shadow on. spiders, shadows will get you. Yeah, and evidently it was also huh. a girl, a girl spider. I guess I don't know.
1: All right, something to keep an eye out
0: for. Definitely, yes. So we'll oh. see how often that rears its head, but. I, I sort of manifest I just want to talk about it.
1: Zoe now. I love Zoe. And
0: Zoe's a wonderful child.
1: She really is. We just sleep over the other night. It was great. Okay. It was great.
0: I don't like the idea of her waking up being like, I saw shadow." No. It's like, get that out of that kid's head. I know. It's inevitable, No, don't right? put
1: anything in there that's It's inevitable upsetting. that stuff
0: like this will rear its head, but of course. who needs it? Who needs it? Of course. It? All right. Well, let's turn our attention okay. to all of you now.
1: Yes. All right. So first we focus on Katie. Katie. All of our attention and focus is on you. Do
0: you feel it? Yeah. That chill going up your spine? (laughs) I've written in before and had a cluster of listener stories read on the podcast. Back in 2020, I believe. I say this for context. Because I'm the one that had all the paranormal encounters that occurred on a military base I lived on as a kid many years ago. This story takes place around 2005 on that very same Georgia base. I was a preteen hanging out at a friend's apartment right around the corner from mine. We were in her bedroom playing with our Bratz dolls. Hell yeah! Are they still around?
1: I guess so. I mean, I think they're like Bratz movies and stuff. So I bet it's yeah, yeah, true. An empire. Yeah,
0: Yeah. we were preteen. Yeah, we're we were preteens, so we were way too cool for Barbies. Though Uh, for some reason, Bratz dolls were perfectly acceptable because
1: they had edge. Yeah, they had edge. They they're like cartoony. Now the Barbie isn't cartoony, but they have like extra cartoony. Yeah, yeah,
0: big eyes. (laughs) Yeah. We were sitting on her bedroom floor in front of her tall dresser. On top of that dresser was one of those early 2000s Nickelodeon Spongebob alarm clocks. It had a sensor on the front of it that if someone walked by, it would very, very loudly start playing the theme song to Spongebob. <laughs> <laughs> That's already a nightmare. Isn't it an old sea captain? Yeah, like, yeah. Who yeah. lives no, in a not. pineapple under the sea? Yeah, it's like an old salt. Yeah, you don't want to hear that in the middle of the night. Will,
1: do you remember that you had a Nickelodeon alarm clock?
0: Oh yeah, of that course I That you would
1: sleep through all... All the time. I would be downstairs, like a floor away, and I would hear nit, 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 Nickelodeon. I over and over and over.
0: I absolutely do remember that alarm <laughs> clock very vividly. It had like a gak, yep, like a jagged gak line on the top and a big red button that you could hit for the snooze. Yeah. But I was too snoozy. So I'd sleep through the yeah, alarm first of all. Or I'd hit the snooze a bunch. So mm-hmm. one night, at least one night. I literally duct taped my hands. Yes. So that I wouldn't be able to hit the snooze. Yes, I remember this. Sleep. And then there
1: was duct tape on the alarm clock. Sleep has I don't often know.
0: been a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Often been a challenge. <laughs> but if
1: you didn't snooze or didn't do anything, that alarm just went continuously. Nick nick
0: nick 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 nickelodeon. And I was like, uh, uh. <laughs> For like three hours. <laughs> yeah. So I'd start my alarms at like five in the morning, knowing that I'm gonna sleep through it. Yeah. Yep. You're welcome. It was horrible. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. It was horrible. Why does school start so early? I I agree. Why can't school start at one in the afternoon?
1: I agree. I think it starts too early.
0: Too early. Yeah. Now, like I said, we were both sitting on the floor well below the top of that tall dresser where the alarm clock sat. We were minding our own business while we pretended our Bratz dolls were trying on clothes (laughs) at the mall or something like that. When all of a sudden the alarm clock starts blaring the theme song. Oh, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants! And so on. We practically jump out of our skin because it was up over our heads and we were the only ones in the room. Neither of us had gotten up, so we were not expecting something like that to happen out of the blue. We were not prepared for what was going to happen next, though. Seconds later, we heard my friend's mom let out a scream from the other room. The kind of scream when you're abruptly startled. We looked at each other as if to say, whoa, what was that about? Before we could say anything to each other or get up to investigate, my friend's older sister barges through her bedroom door and says, you guys, the weirdest thing just happened. Our mom was in the kitchen and she felt this sudden gust of air rush past her and she smelled grandma's perfume. My friend and I looked at each other again; our eyes even wider this time. And that's the story of the time the spirit of my friend's deceased grandmother visited us while we were hanging out in her room. Amazing, wild, amazing, Katie. I wow. Get, so all those things happened like simultaneously. Yeah. So like, did the grandma like essentially like rush through the house like through walls? It sounds and everything? like it. Just like a.
1: Yeah, like she rushed through, and the way that she impacted as she through. went through was like, I don't know, did her power just kind of like turn on the alarm? Oh, clock? since it was
0: motion, I assumed that it was like,
1: oh right, 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 right
0: wasn't it motion activated? Yes, so I assumed right. that like it literally passed in front of it.
1: Yeah, you're right. It has a sensor on the front that if somebody walked by, yeah. it would. Do that. So you're absolutely right. So yeah, it could sense her presence in some way. And then the mom feels her whoosh by and yeah.
0: gives a sniff. You know, last week I was I was harping a lot about the the tech on Ghost Adventures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they all cost like 200 bucks a pop where it's like, this is our spirit detector. Blah, 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 blah. Just get a Nickelodeon. SpongeBob alarm clock. They evidently detect ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> so... We should
1: be utilizing that tool.
0: Amazing. Amazing.
1: <laughs> God. All right. This next story is from Kat. Kat says, my family does not hide death from anyone and will take the little ones to funerals and funeral homes unless they're sick. So it isn't uncommon to see children running around the funeral home during the viewing. Mm. In addition, I lost my two grandparents 26 days, my last two grandparents 26 days apart.
0: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: I know. My nana, Italian for grandmother, died February 20th after a long, hard battle with dementia. And my no-no, Italian for grandfather, died March 18th. They'd been married for 70 years, and I highly suspect that he didn't want to live without her. Mm. My niece was presented for Nana's first viewing before her mother was I think she meant present. Was present. For Nana's first viewing before her mother took her home, and she did not go to the funeral the next day. Cut to the week before my no-no's viewing. My mother had picked up my niece from school, which happens to be down the road from the funeral home my niece points out that that is the funeral home where nana was and informs my mother that nana is now an angel hmm. my mother curious asks her about my nono my niece responds not yet i wonder what else she has seen and not said anything about
0: not yet
1: not yet
0: that's interesting
1: i know so i don't know could nono have had unfinished business
0: that's interesting or is and there so some and so he's
1: still kind of around for that process, process? Well, so I'm saying, like, I guess they right. say the process is that if you have unfinished business, you're still about. Yeah, yeah. And then it depends on the. If there's theory. a
0: process, it's gonna take me a long time to become an angel.
1: It takes me forever to do everything. I didn't really? get my driver's I,
0: license until I was like 18. You know, I was like, just
1: telling Ryan I didn't get my driver's license until I was 19. Is that true? Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is. Yeah, I'm not becoming an angel kept, for a long time. I kept
1: failing the written driver's test. And um and also, I was a little lazy because I had an older boyfriend who drove me around or whatever. And then also, um, Will and I just dispensed to ourselves two wafers to eat before the show, get a little sugar rush going. Will's done with his. I got one for after the show right here.
0: Yeah, Kristen can't even finish a, a wafer. I'm a
1: notoriously slow eater. Will and our mom absolutely dragged me for filth on my birthday last year because I was eating my goddamn pumpkin pie too slow. <laughs>
0: I just saw an opening, I assume. I don't know. Probably didn't matter. I was just like, here's an opportunity for, it was for really, hilarity.
1: It made me crack up. I was like, I feel very seen. Um, but yeah, I do stuff really slow, so I'd be screwed. But anyway, yeah, so I, I wonder what the niece. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? So that's know. very interesting. I would definitely be driving and be like, what? If she said that to me too, give me pause. So I have another one from Kat since that one was fairly short. I figured I'd do another right here. More recently, something else happened. Nono really got never really got the hang of new technology. So he sent some pretty amusing voicemails that often involved singing, pick up,
0: pick up, pause, and then muttered crack of shit. That's great, because voicemails used to be... Yeah. You would hear them... Pl- I was thinking about this a lot recently uh-huh. for some reason. But like you used to leave somebody an an- a, uh, a message on their answering machine. Yes. So you literally had a machine in your house... And the answering machine would pick up and you'd hear the person talking on the phone as if the phone picked up and was playing through a speaker. And so they'd be like, I know you're listening. Yeah. So you could pick pick up the phone. I'm right here. But it doesn't work that way for cell phones. Although Apple is trying to do live voicemail. So you could sort of do that again.
1: Yes, I have that update. I have the beta update or whatever, and I like it. It shows you the transcription of your voicemail as Mm -hmm. they're leaving it, which is sweet.
0: And then you can choose to pick up or not. So this would have worked. Yeah. This would have worked for Nono.
1: Totally. (laughs) Oh, if only Nono got to see this. Um, Dad saved the voicemail because he was amused by it. I say this to set the scene. My parents were out at the cemeteries recently to put flowers on the graves now that the weather is nice. Uh, Nana's funeral was in February and Nono's was in March. For amusement, my parents played this voicemail on speaker over my grandparents' graves and yeah. were howling with laughter about it. Then, clear as a bell, came Nono's voice saying my father's name. Oh. My parents both heard it. I think my grandparents are finally together again. Oh, I love that. That's so
0: sweet. That's very and, sweet. And um, Kat
1: is actually, we do the show live every week at youtube.com slash pod on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we have a live chat going where people can talk to each other and us. And Kat, whose story this is, is in the chat and said "There's there was never an update from her niece about what about not yet
0: meant. Not an angel yet. But I love yeah. that in this, in this second story.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah it seems everybody
0: may be together yeah that's very sweet that's yeah. very very sweet that's great. thank you love a sweet uh, sweet uh, paranormal connection totally um, all right our next story comes to us from Olivia if you have ever wondered what the scariest job in the world is look no further than wildlife technician it's basically an entry-level job category for people looking to be wildlife biologists so people in this position are usually early 20s fresh college graduates unless you are me and you're a late bloomer. And they're all extremely underpaid and overworked doing all the grunt work (laughs) for wildlife research projects. (laughs) The jobs tend to be short-term. So for example, you might apply for a three-month deer project in the Ozarks. And then you interview with the boss and they're like, yeah, so you're gonna be paid $11 an hour for a maximum of 40 hours a week, but you'll probably realistically work 60 hours a week, mostly at night by yourself, and you'll be sharing a room, and you'll be an hour from the closest grocery store, and you can't have visitors, and there's no Wi-Fi. How does that sound? Not ideal. People say, sounds great. this <laughs> is what they're trying to do with their lives. I know, totally. <laughs> All the higher-ups in the field have gaslit the fresh babies into thinking this is normal. Beyond the very scary exploitation of wildlife technicians in general... And rampant OSHA violations. Mm. That's not good. No. <laughs> Let's do an expose and take down the wildlife technician industry. It
1: <laughs> seems like a tough job. It seems like something you have to love. Yes. You know?
0: Yes. Um, I've heard so many horror stories. They range from the obvious techs being bitten by venomous snakes or coyotes or having to work them uh, by themselves in the middle of nowhere, Arizona or middle of nowhere, Wyoming in the dead of night to the supernatural. Hmm. The provided cabin housing being not only mouse infested, but also ghost infested. No. No. Everyone How in I the field. How you scared of the mice? Than the ghosts?
1: Yeah, because I, I want to see a ghost and unexpected creatures scare me.
0: The mice don't generally seem to come near you, though. They come yeah. after the cheese that you leave out at night. True, but just, constantly I'm don't. afraid
1: they're going to come touch me.
0: Stop leaving your cheese out overnight. I don't
1: want to. It's All my night time. cheese. Wedges of Wait, cheese. does Liz Lemon have night cheese? Working, Working on, on my, my night cheese. cheese.
0: Yeah. Uh, everyone in the field has a paranormal story, evidently. My last technician job was six months on a quail research project on a former plantation in North Carolina. I did not know it was a former plantation when I took the job or that I would have no days off for a month straight once I started or that for that month I'd be working 10 hours a day. I definitely did not know that I'd be sent off in the dark by myself on this 200,000 plus acre property to check quail traps every night. (laughs) (laughs) Who
1: would expect it?
0: We we live trapped the quail... To radio collar them so we can track them later. we got to know where all the quails are? I guess so. I didn't realize. Are we tracking every animal out there? I've
1: been completely remiss. I don't know.
0: I've let so many squirrels just run past me without putting a collar on them. That's my mistake, everybody. If somebody's worried about who's not keeping up, (laughs) who's not doing their part, it's us. Yeah. I did not know the land and it was completely new habitat to me. A pine savanna. There were tons of venomous snakes and gators on the property. I nearly stepped on a cottonmouth my first week on the job. I was forced to navigate this place in the dark, not even daring to use my flashlight because I would rather have very, very dim peripheral vision than only be able to see a small sliver of brush and a beam of light in front of me. That's a good point. What, a, what a, an awful an choice intense, to make. Child. Let your eyes adjust to the darkness or be able to see perfectly in front of you and not Nothing at all, all around you. Which means, by the way, that if you like drove past this area, you mm-hmm. don't even know that there's somebody walking around in That's there. That's true. You know yeah, I mean? the area was pretty flat, mostly grass fields, bogs, and swamps. You know, you know, bogs make me think.
1: Absolutely. The biggest will feature. Of the wisp.
0: Love a will of the wisp. <laughs> toot toot! Igniting the gas in the air. Yeah. The biggest feature of the landscape were long leaf pines. The older pines towered over me. The saplings in the moonlight, however, were exactly the shape and size of a large man's, or Bigfoot's, head and shoulders, silhouetted in the dark. On many occasions, I would turn around after checking a trap to see a sapling that I hadn't noticed earlier, and stop cold in my tracks waiting to see if it would move. Oh my so, God. It's like the trees were sneaking up on you? That's <laughs> so no good. Oh man. The forest is alive. Yeah. I had never felt more like prey completely terrorized, unable to decide if I should wait and hide watching the threat or rush away to the relative safety of the UTV I used to get between trap sites. Part of me felt like this was some sort of punishment for the fear I was certainly bringing on for the quail. Oh, that's interesting. (gasps) Uh Like, you know, you're hunting quail.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like some sort of karmic retribution for you scaring the quail.
0: All these man-sized trees come across as just like shadow people following (laughs) you in the night. The quail have quail man to avenge them. They do. Of course. Of course. Uh, they would run from my hand as I reached in to pull them out of the trap and try desperately to get away as we measured their little bodies, weighed them, sexed them and put on their radio collars and leg bands. I felt guiltier and guiltier as the trapping Uh season went on, knowing personally that some level of terror, uh, uh, knowing that same level of terror that the quail certainly felt between being a former plantation and stolen land. Uh, uh, from the Cape Fear Indians, I knew this property had had several hundred years of sorrowful history, and I was certainly cognizant of that as I kept working through the dark. I obviously didn't want to reduce that real and painful history to made up ghost stories in my mind, but I couldn't help thinking about it. One time I saw bright blue lights dancing in the distance across a swamp and never quite figured out what they were. We know what they were. Mm. We know what they were. Will O' the Wisp. <laughs> Besides that and the utter terror ever pressing against the back of my neck, I never saw or experienced anything unusual. On the last day of trapping season, the last day I'd have to be all by myself in the dark, I got breakfast with two of my co-workers. One of them said to the other, ooh, you have to tell Olivia your UFO story. My co-worker seemed reluctant. I immediately asked, something in New Hampshire? Which was her home state. And a state rife with UFOs. She responded, no. At work. Here. She went on to tell me that while she was by herself during the previous year's trapping season, she'd seen a UFO. It was around midnight, and she had stopped her UTV to check a trap. As she was getting back in the open-air vehicle, she saw weird flashing lights about half a mile off. When she noticed, it noticed her back. Oh, my gosh. That's great. That's great in and of itself the craft suddenly zoomed in to just above the pine tree line blocking the stars. A series of lights blinked on in slow succession across the front of the craft. It silently hovered above her for at least a minute, long enough to text her co-worker who was by herself at the other end of the plantation to see if she was seeing the object too. There was no response and she just had to sit watching that thing watch her. Oh my God. Finally, quietly, The lights blinked off one by one, and the UFO zoomed away. The worst part is she still had twenty more traps to check. (laughs) You just keep working. I know. This seems like a. I guess it's gone. Yeah.
1: I guess you have to. It seems like this job is somewhat time sensitive too.
0: Uh, Yeah, you you can't just just leave those quails in the traps. Right. You
1: got to keep it moving.
0: Yeah. Uh, Thankfully, she never saw anything else, and her coworker, who didn't check her texts for another few hours, hadn't seen anything either. I was so glad she did not tell me that story earlier in the season. (laughs) I bet. I only had to struggle through one last night of hell, not knowing. Uh, not uh, now. Not only telling the ghosts to please kindly, res- respectfully leave me alone. Not only watching my step lest I stomp on a copperhead. Not only talking myself down when I, uh, when I would see a bigfoot man watching me in the dark, but also beaming up in my mind to the aliens to please not make me their study subject. Don't make me the quail trying to dodge the hand from that sky that will always inevitably pull me out of my world into the unknown. <laughs> P.S. My job is, uh, my current job is a coyote job, and apparently my office, an old farmhouse, is haunted. I'm refusing to allow my boss to tell me any past haunting stories at all because I, of course, have to go there at night by myself. But, I get that. But maybe I'll have updates at the end of my position and I'm safely away from the night shift.
1: <laughs> uh, they actually sent us a picture of oh. a coyote, like a baby coyote. Oh, really? Yeah, that is up against a wall that has 666 painted on it.
0: (laughs) Ah, okay. Yes, I've got the pictures all lined up that you sent me.
1: Yep. So this is going to be in the video version that's on the YouTube that I mentioned, youtube.com slash pod. if you're curious.
0: So I do, and I I have an update as well. Yeah. Which says, here I go again, but I just listened to your Illinois episode Mm -hmm. when this was sent. My current job, as I mentioned, is a coyote job, but I didn't mention it's based on and around Chicago. Just uh, since much of the episode was conversation about graveyards and uh, desecrating graves, I thought I should share that we have to do a lot of coyote tracking in graveyards. The Chicago coyotes treat the graveyards as little urban oases. They're actually kind of famous for it. If you Google Graceland coyotes, you'll definitely see some of them. Recently, we've been pupping, a.k.a. looking for coyote pups and dens, and there are so many in the cemeteries. I'm talking dens dug out underneath graves and mausoleums. One of the coyotes even uses underground culverts to hide out in, uh, underneath a morgue. I guess they're goth like you. Yeah, we are goth.
1: Hell yeah, we are. And there's actually a little mini video of that. Oh, really? It was attached to the same email.
0: That's great. Um, But
1: it it was awesome. It was basically like looking at a mausoleum and then the camera goes down and underneath, like, you know, the mausoleum is kind of like a little house thing and there's sort of a big concrete slab. And then underneath that, you could see that there was just something dug out and the camera kind of goes into it. And I couldn't totally tell, um, like, the, the, but there must have been coyotes down yeah. there. Yeah, basically, it was very cool.
0: That's crazy to have to go digging around in a graveyard for stuff. I know. So I wonder if the coyotes ever dig, if they're digging into under mausoleums and stuff.
1: Right. Are mm. you saying if they ever like dig down to? Yeah.
0: Right. Maybe. Body up.
1: It didn't seem like it, it. Didn't seem like they were digging very far down. At least in that video that she sent, it was. It seemed like they made just enough space to be able to go under there. Yeah. So I don't think that they would really have a purpose to like go down, down True. far. True, yeah, good point. Um, but I mean, you know, who knows?
0: So she concludes with, uh, we would obviously never dig up a grave, but sometimes we have to peek our heads into the dens to see if there are puppies. Mm-hmm. I like to think that the people resting there Probably like that, their final resting places can be home to beautiful, adorable, new, fresh baby life.
1: I think so. I think that's such a nice
0: way to think about it. Yeah. Too. A coyote is basically like, kind of like I a doggy, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like a nice doggy.
0: Like to curl up with a nice doggy. <laughs> yeah. For all eternity, not too <laughs> no, shabby. No, but
1: that is kind. Of, I mean, that is kind of sweet. The yeah. idea that like there's a sweet little like family. Yeah, that is. By true. your resting place. True. You know, everybody has a different thought about that, but yeah. I think it's very cute. So before we move on to a terrifying tale from Abigail.
0: Uh Oh!
1: little rhyme for you there It's beautiful thank you uh we just want to make sure you know about patreon.com slash pod. this is where you can go to support the show you can get our whole second weekly podcast that comes out on mondays the netherworld dispatch and there are also commentaries for all the screen movies all the twilight movies the blair witch project you can join our discord which is full of Awesome people who are talking every single day. Um, it's really, really great. So go to patreon.com/gttupod. Check out our tiers and see what works
0: for you. Absolutely. And along those lines, just shouting out the amazing people that that listen yes. to the show and back us and stuff. We want to give particular shout outs to Katie, mm-hmm. Elliot, and Matthew. Yes. Who sent things into our P.O. box. Little little gifts here at the end of the year. Uh, we thank you so, so, so much. We actually opened them up at the beginning of our live stream recording of this episode. It was
1: unbelievably sweet. Kristen so...
0: is wearing a necklace that Matthew made of the Blair Witch Stickman. Matthew yeah. made it. I'm wearing another necklace for Kristen, but also that Matthew made of yeah. Ghostface. It, it, it's incredible. It's unbelievable. And Matthew made like a writing kit box for me that says the myth traveler on the front with a blair witch stick man inside like the font and with creepy tree branches reaching in leather loops that hold pens in place and a notebook for me to keep unbelievable so 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 thoughtful so cool
1: along the same blair witch lines elliot sent us a sweet blair witch vhs tape that he found at his mom's house love that love it Thank you so much. And Katie, who is our friend in real life, sent us... I got it here. Oh, you
0: got it? Oh, sent us a little (laughs) statue of the Phantom of the Opera.
1: Yeah, Katie was at a flea market and saw this little guy. And actually thought of us.
0: Absolutely. Thank you all so, so much.
1: It's unbelievably thoughtful. Thank you so much for doing that. And Mm. uh, thank you to all of you out there who who do nice things like leave us reviews. And um, you're a really thoughtful
0: group of people. So thank you. Reviews? Did you say reviews? I did. We've got a new one right here from a number. Mm. The name of it is like four seven five five three seven four 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 four. Right on. Who says, love it. Love this podcast. I found them from the Yule Lad episode. Oh, good which is festive yeah good timing learn so much about them and love the urban legends episodes because Mm -hmm. of the variety great five stars
1: oh i'm glad to hear that thank you so much to whoever left that thank you so much to everybody who leaves us reviews it's so appreciated it's so helpful because then other people will see those and be like "Oh, i'll check this show out yep and uh, we can keep this party rolling because of that it it all folds in and helps so thank you and
0: it's all a big Party. Yeah. There's a secret party over on our Patreon right now. The most recent episode the Netherworld Dispatch, we simply called Treasure Hunters. That's right. Kristen and I found something and it might lead yeah. to actual money. <laughs> It might lead to riches. It might lead to riches. (laughs) It's too complicated to get into. Go check it out if you're of a mind. Patreon.com slash GTTU pod. Yeah. And it's for promoting something for this company?
1: Yeah. It's it's like an online puzzle sort of thing that is linked to a book. So basically, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing whatsoever. It's basically putting these puzzles out as a promotional tie in to this book that you have to read in order to solve the puzzles in order to make money yeah. or you know win money um and it's Really but I
0: suspect that nobody knows much about it. I know. Which so implies that we might win.
1: As little guideies are good.
0: So go check that out. Treasurehunterspatreon.com patreon.com slash GTTU pod. Yep. Uh, and uh, uh, as we are here at the end of the year, I'll just say a nudge that Chris and I have been having a few power meetings. Mm-hmm. And great change could be on the horizon.
1: Great change is coming.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, so stay Only tuned to the world of Guide don't, to the End. Don't you worry. I know. I You'll don't wanna, be fine. But... I don't want to oversell it or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but fun stuff might be on the horizon, everybody.
1: Yeah, I think it might be so a nice thank you... 2024 for thank
0: you so much for hanging out with us yes absolutely
1: good all right let's get to abigail's tale
0: yes the Abigail I, i'm not even tale. saying
1: that on purpose i know i'm doing that um okay here we go i first want to reference that i've always been a skeptic even when putting all these stories together i try to rationalize that there's a perfectly normal explanation for these incidents me too i hear you babe uh with that being said here we go I'm a longtime social worker and have worked for the past 10 years in residential facilities for homeless individuals and families. The first facility I worked at was an emergency emergency shelter for people fleeing domestic violence. The shelter was actually a converted single-family home in a normal residential neighborhood so that the location would be discreet. I lived by one of those for a few years. Mm. I think it's great. Um I lost my book. Okay, the home itself was a four-bedroom two-bath house with a huge backyard and playground and an addition of a large playroom that was connected to the family room. The three-car garage was converted into offices and a therapy room. On the outside of the home, it looked like your average single family home with a white picket fence. Very homey and calming. In my three years working at this shelter, I've had many experiences that you could call that you could consider paranormal. I once had a single mother and her five children staying in the shelter. The woman's daughter, who was about six at the time, came to me while I was in the office and stated that she liked the house and felt safe, but didn't like the man that would stare at her through the window. I was immediately concerned that her mother had maybe called her ex and he was coming to the house at night. When I asked her, uh, the mother, she stated she had not. I asked the daughter what the man looked like. She stated he had a big black coat and a black baseball cap. When I looked back at the security camera footage, there was no one. I chalked it up to nightmares the little girl was having. No other incidents happened, and the family eventually left to permanent housing. Three months later, we had another family staying at the shelter with young children and a teenage son. After a week of them staying, the mother approached me and stated that she had gotten up in the middle of the night and had sworn when she walked back to the room from the bathroom, she thought she saw a large man at the end of the dark hallway wearing a large black coat and a baseball cap. She initially thought it was her son, but the figure looked looked much too large. And once she checked, her son was fast asleep. Mm. She stated when she went back out to look, the figure was gone. I tried to rationalize that she was probably sleepy and her eyes were playing tricks on her. And I then got a nightlight to plug in at the end of the hallway to give her peace of mind. In my time there for three years, I would hear multiple reports of a dark figure with a black coat and baseball cap, either looking through the window, standing over a child's bed, or in the hallway. Most of these reports were from the young children and occasionally from an adult. Every time another client would tell me what they saw, chills would run down my spine. I honestly think that when people came to the shelter, they brought a lot of negative energy. And when they left, they were in a better place emotionally and would leave that bad baggage slash vibe, which may have may. uh, And that Uh. bad vibe slash baggage was manifesting as a large imposing male. I myself had never seen this figure and had checked security cameras on many occasions to no avail. So, kind of an egregore sort of situation, a thought form.
0: Yes, a tulpa. Yes. I, so, wow. The, sort of the idea of like energy can neither be con- created nor destroyed, only converted. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you can't get rid of your baggage. You can right. just sort of leave it somewhere. Right. Right. I know. I it, know. It's weird to think of a ghost. Or whatever it is, a shadow person mm-hmm. in a baseball cap.
1: I know that, that seems strange? kind of like it's well, okay. I was about to say it seems kind of casual, playful. However, you could also use a baseball. Bad guys use baseball caps to obscure their face.
0: You're
1: so right. Sometimes, sometimes good
0: guys use baseball caps to obscure their face. Something yeah. about like Captain America. Oh uh, right, Winter like out, Soldier out and about. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it is unusual. You don't hear that a lot. You
0: don't hear that a lot.
1: The hat man. I don't know if he's been seen. I feel like he has. Hat, Hasn't
0: he seen wearing all manner of hat?
1: Possibly. Party
0: hat? <laughs> Probably party hat. <laughs> Gotta be. Rock on, hat man. Yeah,
1: like a little like New Year's conical hat. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yes. have a hat, a jaunty hat with sloping.
0: Sloping brim. Yeah, with sweeping. <laughs> one of those sweeping hats. I, uh, yeah, so definitely. We're waiting for Guffman. <laughs> so anyway. we referencing waiting for Guffman. Was everybody with us on that? <laughs>
1: I just assumed. Didn't want to leave you hanging, just in yeah. case. Um, super, in- I mean, that would chill me if multiple oh, yeah. people were all describing the same. Over the
0: course of years? Independent of one another? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, that's not good. God. It's
1: not good at all. So Abigail says, I moved on from there and started working at a large facility where, which was a transitional home for homeless individuals and families. Upon starting, I was told by the staff that it was haunted. Yeah, right, I said. Well, the facility was actually an old renovated facility that used to be part of the Camarillo State Mental Hospital, which opened in 1936 and closed its doors in 1997. The closest thing I could describe it as was a dorm. It was a two-story facility where downstairs there was a full kitchen and cafeteria, offices for 24-hour staff, and a children's large playroom. The second floor had 25 residential rooms that varied in size and one office for the social workers. In my five years of working there, many residents and staff had told me ghost stories and stories where they experienced paranormal activity. I won't get into them, but only offer the ones that I personally experienced. Sometimes we were short-staffed in the facility due to people not liking to work PM or graveyard shifts. When that would happen, staff would be pulled to do stuff that necessarily was not in their job description. This one evening happened to me. I would usually work late till about 10 p.m. on Mondays as the social as the social worker and teach a self-sufficiency class to the adult residents Monday nights. After I was done, our front staff stated they needed help in the kitchen. I happily volunteered to kill the time. In the kitchen, you're required to wear an apron and hairnet. While I was working in there after hours, helping prep sack. L- prep sack lunches for the next day, I felt a tug on the tie on my apron on my back. Now we also had a worker, his name was Angel, who loved to play pranks on staff and would occasionally scare us. I thought it was him so I didn't turn around and just said, Angel quit it. The tugging stopped immediately and I continued to work. About 10 minutes later, the tugging happened again and I turned around to tell Angel to stop but there was no one there. (laughs)
0: I was extremely
1: confused as there was nowhere for him to hide so quickly after tugging on my apron. He was an older man, well into his sixties and couldn't move very fast. I called out his name and there was no one. I then walked to the front staff station and asked if they had seen angel at that. My coworker said that angel was on leave and probably wouldn't be returning till next month. My heart stopped. I told them what I felt and asked my coworker and my coworker stated that I was visited by Diana.
0: Uh, I asked who Diana was. She already has a name. I
1: know. She's at the ready. (laughs) She knows what's up. Yeah. Uh, She said it was the old cook that used to work at the old psych hospital. She's the reason we have a neon sign in the dining area that reads Diana's Diner. They then said that the same thing had been reported by our Monday through Friday cook who has complained of feeling tugs on her apron when she's in the kitchen by herself. Super strange. I helped in the kitchen after that and never had my apron tugged on again. Wow. I was working in the same facility when COVID hit, and we had to relocate all our residents to the local motel and away from communal living. But all of us staff continued to report to the facility and work. That's amazing. Yeah, by absolutely, the way. yeah. Uh, now my office was the only office on the second floor, and the rest of the rooms were residential rooms, which were now all unoccupied. My office door was a pony door where I could leave the lower half closed but open the top half to get a breeze in and not feel so claustrophobic.
0: That's called a pony like, door? What Mr.
1: Red has. Um, I guess.
0: Like what? Who? What? Mr. Red. Who's Mr. Horse. Red? Mr. Ed. Yeah. How are you saying this? Mr. Red. It sounds to me like you're saying Mr. Red. I that really threw me. I wasn't. I wasn't playing dumb. I.
1: No, I know. I know. You're Mr. right. Mr. Red. I say something's weird, like Best Buy or
0: whatever. Um. Yeah, I didn't know that was called a pony door.
1: I didn't either. I've never heard that. It's
0: before. so that a pony can visit you. <laughs> So
1: we can just poke its head in, but not come in all the way. Got
0: a carriage? A pony door. I told you, Hank. Install a real goddamn door. <laughs> I'm trying to work in here. The pony keeps hassling me. He keeps interrupting my sessions. <laughs> what are you saying? What are the sessions?
1: <laughs> She's a social worker.
0: Oh, oh, right, okay. We went back to reality. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I assumed that I was Hank... looking for whatever improv character that you had created was holding <laughs> sessions of some sort. No, I'm sort. assuming
1: that Hank is Abigail's boss.
0: Understood, understood.
1: Uh okay. Uh on more than one occasion, I would hear footsteps walking to my door, the exact sound I would hear when residents lived there it would walk to my door to talk to me. Obviously, there were no residents residing there due to COVID. Occasionally, I would stick my head out the top of the door when I would he- uh when I would hear it, but there was never anyone there. A few occasions, the dryer would start cycling on the second floor in the laundry room, and I would walk in there and turn it off, just for it to start up again after walking back to my office. I chalked this up to the building being old and short-circuiting the dryer. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Wow. Stuff like, I, I, know. I started
1: to laugh toward the end of that because my tummy made a noise. I heard
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: if anybody's listening, they would be like, it's an EVP. It's a ghost. Yeah. Is the it... ghost is trying to give input.
0: That is what I think EVPs are sometimes. It's Zach Bagan's sure. tummy growling. And then <laughs> they're sure. like, it's saying, <laughs> it's going to say go kick rocks. <laughs>
1: um, so I'm sorry I was distracted toward the end there because I was thinking, oh, it's an EVP.
0: Yeah,
1: um, But yeah super Things weird pony door or no I know. hearing steps coming toward your office when you know damn well that nobody is there like what
0: the hell I don't know I don't even know what you do at that point I close the top of the pony just, door not the bottom <laughs> what if it's a short ghost? you never see that pony door with just the top closed <laughs> you never see that that's for perverts yeah the pervert door <laughs> Pervian and pony close them both shut them both
1: shut them both all right oh it's so funny also it's real life so this didn't happen but during the story about the tugging on her apron and saying the angel was yeah. on leave mm-hmm. i thought perhaps it would turn out that angel had passed oh i know and so yeah it was angel's ghost doing it i wonder diana's if, just as great
0: because because abigail uh said that uh angel was constantly doing stuff like that yeah i was like maybe it's never been angel
1: <laughs> it's yeah. always the
0: ghost of diana
1: yes 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 that's and,
0: really funny. and angel's like I gotta go on hell? leave. People keep blaming me for like all these like. <laughs> I keep like, getting in and trouble, stuff.
1: and I didn't do anything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Our next uh, story comes to us courtesy of Sarah, who says, "I was a nanny for a Cuban family for many years. Around the time this story took place, the twin boys, I'll call them Andy and Luca, were about two or three, and the baby girl must have been a year or just under. I had my hands full." Part of the reason the family needed a nanny was that they lived on a fourteen hundred acre historical property, and they ran a horse farm and a series uh, of wedding venues. where if they had a pony door? The, the, on every single yeah. <laughs> gate, right? Like the the front door is a pony door. The door to the bathroom is a pony door. <laughs> I guess you don't need a pony door for a bathroom. But if I poke my head in real quick, got a quick question for you that I need answered right now. <laughs> you busy?
1: I don't know how to say this I'm going to say it the stupidest way possible please I'm basically going to say it like Chris Farley okay what if Someone was standing at the pony door with the bottom door closed, and they look like they're totally clothed. They're just talking to you. And then for some reason, they manipulate you into closing the top door and opening the bottom. Yeah. And it's just their bare ass.
0: That's potential for a game show. Yeah, what if? That's potential for a game show. Check one of the pony doors, see the person doing something, and then you have to to guess guess what's happening behind the other pony door.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Are they clothed, or is their ass out?
0: We can come up with more than just that.
1: <laughs> no, no, we can't. The show figure. is I'm just can't... called "Clothed" or no, no, no. "Ass." It's out? just called "Ass Out," and then, it, you know, it'll be like the studio. On ass and they're out.
0: like, as, "Ass out." Yeah. Yeah, good idea. Thank you. <laughs> Twenty seasons of this, we're gonna be rich. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so the mom and dad would be out and all over the place, so I watched the kids, even if the whole family was home, as we were, uh, as we all were in and out at odd times. I always felt like part of the family and loved the kids very much. The twins were awesome, but very different. Andy being my wild child, while Luca was much more sensitive. Sensitive even to the paranormal. Beyond. Yeah, that's says Luca. All caps to yeah, the paranormal. <laughs> At least, that's what my ghost-loving, true-crime-obsessed brain wondered. Their house was very old, and more than once I'd gotten that spooked-out feeling, especially when quiet little Luca would tell me about, quote, the baby that lived in the corner and talked to him. Oh, God. <laughs> That's
1: not good at all. Even just a baby talking I is know. worrisome.
0: Where's my stogie? <laughs> From Roger Abbott. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Remember that, that talking baby? That baby's messed up. That movie, nobody should have seen that movie.
1: No. That movie is screwed up.
0: That's a sick movie for yeah. sick people.
1: We watched it so many a lot, times. A lot. A lot of yes. kids,
0: children. <laughs> yeah. My stogie. Where's my stogie? <laughs> if your two year old says that the baby in the corner is talking, says, where's my stogie? <laughs> ah, Does the
1: boss baby ever smoke a stogie? Probably not. Nah, it came out too recently. It's a
0: pretty boss-ass move, but probably not. No, I don't think so. Uh, And other, he would say other B-movie creepy kid stuff. So imagine the Goosebumps one morning when Luca announced that he had, quote, seen the Chupacabra (laughs) in the night. Oh my god. He pronounced it perfectly in his little toddler voice. Now... This was years oh, ago. I love that. And screen time wasn't really a thing. I had control of their media intake from when they got up in the morning until bedtime most days. And they were three. So it's not like they get out much. So what the heck? <laughs> I even asked their mom uh, if uh, Luca might have picked it up from her or their abuela. And she told me no. They don't have that myth in Cuba. He didn't say much more about it. And I forgot about the whole thing until much, much later that night. I was helping out with a wedding all the way on the other side of the property, so I took one of the golf carts we used to drive back to the family's house to say goodnight to the kids. The golf carts had essentially one watt headlights, <laughs> <It's> useless. <laughs> Squeeze another watt in there, yeah, please. Seriously. It's dark, please. So I was taking it carefully as I bumped up and down the hills in near total darkness. Oh my god, <laughs> these are nightmares, everybody. Just like being alone in the dark. My cushy little life. I'm never alone in the dark. I'm never outside my house. (laughs) Same. (laughs) I had to drive through one of the bigger pastures, opening and closing large squeaking gates and trying not to freak out about Luca and some goat sucker. And I heard a snort just beyond the dim gold of the headlights. There was a flash of eyes, black fur. I slammed on the brakes as a large body breaks through the shadows. I screamed, it screamed, and then reared back and galloped away. I had <laughs> driven, I had driven into the path of a colt, spooking oh. us both. A horse. I drove back as fast as I could and told the story to the family. <laughs> they said they couldn't hear me. They said they couldn't hear me scream oh. over those wide hills. That was so settling <laughs> in itself. Even if Sarah had run afoul of a goat sucker. <laughs> No one would
1: know. Oh, my God. You just need to have, like, some my sort God. of amplification system at all times. Like, you know how you can put, um, what is this instrument? A harmonica. And, like, hooks around your mouth. Yes. There should be, like, a megaphone. That all, just at all times? Your, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going that far out to the hills, so that it amplifies your screams. The hills
0: have ears. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: about time. The hills have voices. Yes. They got mouths. It's about time. About damn time. It's a safety measure for Sarah. Sarah, just think about it. Some
0: terrifying stuff. Oh, my God. Some terrifying stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I think that this story from Ray is going to take us on out for this time. All right. But don't you all worry out there. We have more listeners. We're sitting pretty, everybody. So we will definitely be doing another episode of stories.
0: Soonish. And if you're this far in the episode and you've got a story, you know somebody who has a story, see if you can send it in. Yeah. gttupod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Also hit us with those hot takes, questions. Yep. Hypotheticals. All this of This is a above. great check to see if you can email something to us.
1: Wait, what? A good check to a,
0: a great time to check and see if you've got anything to, oh, s- to hit yeah, our, yeah, yeah. Uh, us with in our email.
1: I thought it was them seeing and checking to make sure that they have the ability to email us. I was going to Talk, say. Talking, talking
0: like Bagans.
1: <laughs> it's a good check it's to a, email this us. This
0: is a good check. You know, it's a little messy and nonsensical. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, this last story for now mm. is from Ray. Ray says, there are currently some freaky events going on at my mom's house, and I would love to get your input on them. Hold
0: real quick. Pause. <laughs> More of this. Re- well, here's the problem. <laughs> we won't help. And also, this is old. That's what I was going to say. When when did this story come in? Because we receive stories all, all year, year round, and then we wait until we have enough for an episode. So, hang have on. We heard- I'll find out out of curiosity. Have we heard back from Ray? There's no follow-up. Recently? Hopefully oh, Ray's no. okay. Hold on. Oh, let me find. Oh, no
1: where what have you done
0: (laughs) you need to do an urgency check on these two Kristen (laughs) yeah you're absolutely right the ghost wants Seinfeld quotes hurry only you can help me
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's that like I can't even find when it was okay very well so here's Ray's story once I get back to it
0: perhaps the final testimony of Ray (laughs)
1: <laughs> it was a while ago okay okay uh the there are currently some freaky events going on at my mom's house and i would love to get your input and help on uh, them. no they just said input Okay. several months ago i want to say maybe january of this year my mom so this this was 2023 though
0: okay
1: uh, my mom found something truly bizarre while sitting down on the living room carpet my mom has a cool puzzle table that's low to the ground that she likes to do her puzzles on i bet it's one of those cool lazy susan ones where you can oh turn it. You yeah! That? Mm-hmm. I think it's very neat. She was working on one this January day when she placed her hand on the carpet and felt something small, stiff, and delicate. Oh. She picked it up and found that it was a dried up frog. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, 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 no! <laughs> <laughs> this story
0: is. Wild. That's no good.
1: Okay, frogs was... are not
0: supposed to be dry.
1: No! No! Before I move on, I will say we have a little like by proxy experience with this. Do you remember that Lynn found a little frog in a can of peas? I do remember that. Our, Our sister, sister Lynn. Lynn. Yeah, she was she was serving herself some peas and there was a little tiny, like dry, I think dried up dead frog it's in there. It's
0: not dry if it's inside a can of peas. Well, but William, listen it's to got what all happens. That, that pea milk in there. Listen. <laughs> you like that? Pea mm. milk? <laughs> <laughs> that wet pea sweat.
1: I think they do make pea milk. Like mylk milk, because think about it, a pea is a starchy kind of vegetable, so you could kind of get something
0: going. Oh, I'm getting sleepy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, no, but William, she put the frog in a bag and put it in her garage with plants like Sue Campbell's or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. She didn't think about it for a while. Well, we said it was chunky. <laughs>
1: I guess it wasn't Campbell's. Does Campbell's do just veggies? Campbell's Who peas. Knows? Campbell's peas. <laughs> I don't know. But she was like, "All right, I'm gonna do something with this." She like kind of forgot about it for a while. She went back to check, and it had just evaporated. No. Yeah. She so said it just like disappeared.
0: It was a total mummy frog, like.
1: Yeah. So it was like a dried frog. I guess like perhaps some of the pea milk probably gave it a little bit of a sheen, but. It, it, like, crumbled to dust or something.
0: That's bizarre. We gotta... Yeah. Oh, we gotta ask Lynn to get... Yeah, definitely. ...to get the, the correct recollection of this story.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Know, there's no way it disappeared.
1: I don't know, William. Think about... Remember when Mom had that fi- that beta fish named Eggplant? Yeah. And it disappeared. <laughs> it, like, exploded in its thing. And just, like, disappeared.
0: No. Do you remember this? No.
1: No. Like, th- there was just one day where eggplant wasn't there and eggplant wasn't anywhere around or anything and there were like some remnants or something mom had cats hmm interesting that's true yeah you
0: see what i'm saying there, there's there got to be another explanation mm-hmm. the frog didn't disappear <laughs> well we'll double check this we'll double check yeah your you're right, you're we right. The, we're, we we're gonna means. see Lenny
1: in a couple of weeks yes, so yes. uh all right sorry anyway Back Back to to this frog.
0: This mummy frog. This frog. Multiple mummy frog stories going on at the moment.
1: All all mummies are about. Okay. So. Uh Ray's mother was horrified, uh. but she showed it to me, I'm in mean Ray's voice, and my two brothers because it was so strange. It is so bizarre to describe, but it's literally a shrivel, trivel, shriveled up, dry, and perfectly preserved frog. It almost looks mummified because it looked so well preserved. You would actually see its spine through its tight and dry skin, Whoa. along with all of its horrible little fingers. Oh. <laughs> it was about an inch long and in typical sitting position that you would see a frog.
0: <laughs> typical sitting position one <laughs> leg over the other
1: like my little frog sculpture did you see that the other day when you were baby baby proofing zoe's for uh
0: for oh a maybe yeah 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 so
1: when we moved into our house ryan and i we made like a little solar garden and we put a bunch of like tchotchkes like little lawn you know sculptures or whatever and ryan ordered a lawn sculpture he thought of a, a frog sitting cross-legged in a rocking chair, drinking a cup of coffee. Yeah. He didn't realize it wasn't like a big thing. It's like teeny weeny weeny. So now <laughs> I have that in my office. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, So it is so bizarre for so many reasons. We had no idea what to think. Part of me thought this was some sort of paranormal omen, and another part sought real-world explanations for it. Mm -hmm. Admittedly, a real-world explanation was very difficult to come up with. That carpet is thoroughly vacuumed at least once a week. The threads of it are a little longer than average, so maybe something like that could be hidden in there, but I thought it was doubtful. My mom ended up giving the frog to my aunt, who's a science teacher, so she could use it for her classes.
0: Whoa, that's kind of cool. It
1: is kind of cool, totally. Gather around, class. But William, My sister found a mummy frog. <laughs> yeah, totally. Get ready, Will. Right. We return to the present. Yes. This past week, my mom sat down to work on her puzzle. She rested her hand on the carpet and felt something. Something familiar. I get a message in our, fami- in our family group text that she has found another dried up mummified frog in the bristles of the carpet. It
0: happened again. Now
1: I am truly blown away. It happened again. It looks just like that other frog from the winter with the second frog i'm thinking any rational explanation is impossible i actually think some sort of demonic omen is a more likely explanation and that feels weird to say no bad vibes in the house just frogs are there any frog demons william what do we make of this well can't frog isn't there some sort of like biblical thing of like frogs raining from the sky like during
0: you know the apocalypse yeah like a, one of the plagues yeah they do say that if a frog had wings he wouldn't bump his ass when he hopped <laughs> i that's true um what? i I, What's I, don't our know. I i don't know i don't know
1: Ram flabbergasted.
0: Here's all right. Here's the only things that I can point to. All right, I'm gonna. It's crazy. Work with me here. Work with me here. All All right. right. So as you mentioned, we record live, Mm -hmm. meaning that we're literally, as you listen to us, we are sitting live in front of a YouTube chat where I can see, uh, Bethany Watson, the wonderful Bethany Watson of the Check In.
1: Hey. uh,
0: One of my creative partners. Nudge, nudge. Wink, wink. Keep yeah. your eyes peeled on things that we may or may not be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bethany says, Yo, from the Midwest.
1: Hi, enjoy your time in Wisconsin.
0: Uh, I assume. Oh, I may have misunderstood. I think she's in the Midwest presently.
1: Huh? Yeah.
0: Oh, Wait, here's the interpretation what? I had I thought she was saying frog in the house? That's a Midwesty thing. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna connect it to so I maybe that, I misunderstood. I think she's home for
1: the holidays.
0: She is. I actually know that for a fact, so I probably should have known better. That's all right. But I did right. connect I connected it to frog, because I'll I'll continue. That was a that was the worst transition ever that's then, okay. but I'll continue. That's okay. Still got to give a shout. Is it possible to have a frog infestation in your house? We've dealt with mice here, for example. Right. Hundred-year-old house. Mm-hmm. And uh, occasionally we notice that some of our night cheese has been dragged, mm. you know, several centimeters. And then we know we've got a, another mouse. Right. Is it possible to have mice in your home or have frogs in your home? Yeah. And if so. It's really possible to
1: have anything in your
0: home. Right. Now, I don't know why they're ending up by the puzzle table. And why it's very weird that it. And
1: dried out.
0: I know. I don't know the dried out part. I'll tell you this, though.
1: Right. I don't know what the hell's going on. That's my input. I wish I had more.
0: Here's 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 another one. Bethany says the Midwest have frogs. All good. Thank you, Bethany. There we go. Um. Uh. There. Okay. I sort of thought so. Matthew's also saying in the Midwest they can come in through the sump pump. So I'm not totally crazy. Okay. So yes, frogs can get into your house. I did sort of have a Midwest association. Uh huh. So here's what I'm thinking now. Did you? Uh, debatable. <laughs> so here's what I'm thinking now. When we had, the, the worst our mice problem ever got, we called in exterminators. Right. And they gave us little traps. But they weren't just regular traps. They were mm-hmm. little poison traps. Yeah. And this is what was explained to me. That is crazy. Oh, God. What is that? They they hid these little poison traps like behind our boiler mm-hmm. and stuff, like key places where you know a mousey likes to go. Is that a real chill? Yes. Yes. And the mouse-
1: Animal stuff has creeped me out tonight. I also had a real chill during some other animal story.
0: Yeah, Yeah. The mouse is supposed to go in and they they nibble, nibble, nibble at the poison that they think is yummy, delicious food. Yeah. Wrong. Wrong. And what happens is they go somewhere, wherever mm-hmm. they go, and the poison dissolves them. Oh my God. The poison not only kills them, it like... destroys any sign of them, Kristen. I don't know how it happens. It's like they ate a firecracker or something. I'm not made for this world. Uh, Kristen, I Listen.
1: Oh yeah 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 yeah.
0: I'm the the one of the two of us that always had to deal with the animal stuff. Yes,
1: I know, William. I'm so sorry. So
0: apologies if I come off a little bit callous. No no
1: no. William has had to deal with some truly horrific and heartbreaking things. I made a major Thank mistake last year when I asked much.
0: Allie to take care of a bunch of it. And I'll, I'll never live that one down. I'm back on mouse <laughs> duty, everybody. Yeah. But so uh, the 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 things would it like kills a mouse and uh-huh. like turns them into like bone. If you give a mouse a poison. Yes. They're gonna die. Yeah. So what if? It's a huge what if because we don't know. What if uh, uh, there is also a mouse problem at the house, Mm -hmm. or that those poison pellets exist somewhere at Ray's house. At Ray's Mm -hmm. house, and a frog gets some poison or some other desiccant.
1: Right. Right. And their biology is different than a mouse, so they don't just like dissolve completely. I don't think a mouse doesn't dissolve overnight. True.
0: Take some time. So let's say that the mouse, the the frog, eats some sort of a desiccant. I think dissolving
1: would be like a a wetter process
0: than a totally dried out frog. Yeah, I, right. Listen, don't you think
1: they're turning to mush?
0: I, I would think so, but I don't know anything. Uh, and I've dealt with enough dead animals to know that mm-hmm. they don't just turn into mush all the time. Well, yeah, but if they're the, the
1: poison, I don't know what that's doing. You know what I mean? I
0: know there there's some. There is a desiccating Mm call a drying
1: yes yes that
0: can occur yes and so that's really what i'm wondering Mm -hmm. because i'm trying to come up with a real world explanation that doesn't involve a frog god right raining hell on this very
1: nice house where somebody's hobby is puzzles just
0: trying to do some puzzles man yeah
1: this doesn't speak to me of somebody who deserves
0: no No. rained
1: upon them no yeah i mean they got like a desiccant that was in somebody's shoes
0: there you go see Hmm. this is the the type of stuff that i i need to point to yeah we must we must
1: well Ray keep us posted i would like to know if there are more f- frogs
0: I would very much like to know
1: that's so weird
0: <laughs> obviously me this out. message would have been uh quite a while now perhaps years the house can no. be full of frogs by this point for all we know. <laughs>
1: Maybe one of the maybe the frogs have taken over and You'd actually be a terrible, they rode in as Ray.
0: Maybe. Yeah, you're right. They've assumed Ray's personality. Yeah. You'd make for a terrible nine one one operator.
1: <laughs> it's true. I'm gonna
0: save all these up. For a show.
1: <laughs> and then we'll address them. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, everybody, thank you so much for sending these in. These were super fun. Like I said, we have more to get to. So keep yeah. an eye out for another listener's
0: story. Always episode. send them in, everybody. Always send them in. But don't expect that we're going to be able to, on the spot, be able to help you with your problem. Yeah. Because they go into a vault.
1: I'm sure Ray understands that. I
0: think Ray's just like, what the hell do you think about it? Well, Ray's that? had no choice but to live with it. You're right. <laughs> what option yeah. did you provide? You're
1: absolutely right. Yes. Well, Ray, I hope you're okay out there. I hope you're not a frog.
0: Best of luck with those frogs.
1: Good luck to you, Ray. Yes. And thank you for listening. Thank you, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you have a great weekend. If you celebrate Christmas, we hope you have a Merry Christmas. And uh, we love you.
0: We love you, everybody. Yeah. Send in those, uh, send in more stories if you got them.
1: Yep, at gttupod at gmail.com.
0: Consider some questions you'd like us to answer, either about spooky stuff, horror movies, pop culture, or the, our lives. The paranormal. Mm-hmm. Send mysteries
1: in, of the beyond.
0: Any hot takes. Yep. I like scary movies. Hot take.
1: <laughs> what do you think about
0: that? Take that. <laughs> and hypotheticals for us to wrap our minds around. We yep. greatly, greatly appreciate them.
1: We've already gotten some great ones. We so absolutely
0: have. We can means, always use more. Yep. Uh, go check out G- uh, patreon.com slash Pod if you enjoy the show. And you'd like to support us. You're Mm -hmm. going to get access to the Netherworld Dispatch by doing so. Super, super fun. We're going to be looking at some uh, Christmas creeps.
1: Yeah, the the Netherworld Dispatch is the name of our second podcast.
0: That's right. And the next episode is going to drop on Christmas.
1: Yeah. Great. I just made another sound.
0: I heard it. What's happening to my body? Frog.
1: Frog. Frog. That was my throat that time.
0: Frog in your throat. Oh, my God. We got to go, everybody. We got to get out of here. All right, everybody. At GTTU pod on social media. We'll see you next time. Have a great night. Until the next time comes, we must travel.
1: Back to the netherworld. Go. What if I'm turning into a frog?
0: Dry you out. I am
1: wearing green.
0: (laughs) Dry you out. Dry you out. (laughs) Dry you out by the puzzles. (laughs) you toast, frog.
1: I do have puzzles. I have those little puzzles that look like cereal boxes mm. that are only a hundred pieces. Don't uh, need a table for those.
0: Courting danger. <laughs> <laughs>